0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Kiwi Talks. My guest today is best known for his tenure at Nintendo as a graphic designer who designed such logos as the Metroid Prime, Animal Crossing, and Paper Mario, but he was also an associate producer and he has a lot of other skills as well. I'm very envious of him. I'd like to welcome Jim Warnow. How are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for taking time. Yeah. Good. yeah. How are you day yeah. in doing this? My pleasure. My pleasure. So I suppose I have a bit of a two-part question here, uh, right. is how did you end up working for Nintendo and when did you want to become a graphic designer? Was this something you came up while you are a stock boy at McKay's Market or something? Or
1: like, how did it happen? How did you know about McKay's Market? I do my research. You do <laughs> do your research, my goodness. Um, you know, I was thinking about that, uh, this morning, like how I started at Nintendo and it was actually, um, I was a sophomore in college, uh, Northwest college in Kirkland, Washington. Um, it was on my dorm floor and one of the, um, one of the guys on my floor, um, Charlie Batson said he was going down to, uh, Seekers, a temp agency called Seekers, uh, to apply for a consumer service job. With nintendo and i thought that sounds really cool um uh, can i tag along and charlie said sure so I, I i got my uh my my collegiate uh my interview clothes on which was a uh, basically a t-shirt and sweats and we headed down to seekers and uh, they their, their interview questions were basically uh do you have a pulse can you answer phones i said yes to both and i was hard on the spot so um i started off in, it was a college job answering consumer service questions you know like Uh, how do I hook up my Nintendo system Um, when can I get my Nintendo Power magazine you know eight-year-olds calling up asking me when games are coming out stuff like that and it transitioned to uh, uh, I did that for uh, about a year or two I transitioned over to gameplay counselor and I was a uh, gameplay counselor for a few years and that was a lot of fun Um, and then uh, transitioned to product testing uh, where I tested games, uh, was uh, an associate producer, uh, was responsible for all of the uh, games coming over from Japan, localizing them for the American market. And uh, from, from that, it kind of spawned to um, graphic design because towards the end of my associate producer uh, days, Um, I was responsible for um, a a lot of games coming out of Japan, Um, Zelda, Star Fox, uh, Shadowgate, uh, you know, all the systems. Um, And our in-house design department was overworked and understaffed. So I asked them if there was anything I could do to help. They said, can you lay out some, some manual text for us? So I did some simple, like uh, I think the first one I did was Shadowgate for Game Boy. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, simple uh, instruction manual layout stuff in Cork Express, and it was a lot of fun. I was really enjoying it. Um, it, it, it was one of those aha moments where i like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing because this is a lot of fun. I'm enjoying this. So I one one manual led to another, led to another. And then after a while, the VP of design, uh, Don James, calls me up and says, hey, do you want to come work in my department? So I said, yes. And from there, I went to school to get my degree in graphic design and been doing it uh, for, gosh, it'll be 26 years or 20, I'm sorry, 2022. So it's uh, 24 years this year.
0: Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the longest or the hardest part of actually designing a graphic
1: in your eyes or in your opinion? You know, it, it really varies from project to project. Some some games um, I, I can I can think of a million ways to produce a logo. I've got, you know, ideas coming out of my ears. Um, some games, it's like pulling teeth. I I can't get inspired to save my life, and so, um, yeah, it just really depends on the project, really. Um, guys, I I I'm trying to think, like, you know, games like um, Mario versus Donkey Kong or Mario Superstar Baseball. You know, there there's certain things that you cannot deviate from. So making logos for those games, super easy, right. Yeah, um, something like um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, it, you know, maybe I don't know Animal Crossing, where um, there's not that strict, rigid um, template you have to adhere to. It, it might take me a little while longer to to come up with a, a design or a ground, or a concept, or you know, I'll, I'll I'll sketch something out and and maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, or you know, uh, it, you know. It just like I said, it just depends on the project.
0: So, how many iterations of the Animal Crossing logo did you do?
1: Off the top of my head, probably five to six, maybe okay. at the most. Yeah. You know, usually, when when I'm working on a logo, uh, I will. I will come up with about three, uh, one I like one, the client likes, and then maybe something in between. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, and and a lot of times it will, uh, it'll be elements of all three that kind of come together into one. So, you know, with animal crossing, it was probably three to six from, you know, concept to final.
0: Right. And so the the graphic that they ended up using
1: was that very close to the original three that you had uh it was probably pretty close i mean granted you're asking me about something that happened 20 years ago so oh, of my course of not, course not, not yeah my memory might be a little foggy but uh uh yeah i just i just remember um uh it was i, I wanted it to be some kind of like a like a, a sign you see as you're going into a city. Mm. Um, you know, I followed, I think I followed a similar color scheme to what they used in Japan. Um, but, um, but yeah. Um... Did they
0: give you any, like, uh, ideas with stuff? Like, did was the clock your idea or theirs? there's a clock um, in the graphic, isn't there?
1: There is a clock in the graphic, and I believe there's a clock in the town? Yes. Okay i i think the the clock again it's 20 years ago <laughs> it, it, it a may have been my memory. idea but 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 it, it you know it's it, it was just a chance to incorporate a, a a major element of the game into the logo right yeah yeah okay yeah
0: and so like would say metroid prime which from what i understand went through 53 iterations mm-hmm. was that did it kind of reach a point where I'm like, okay, this this sucks now. This is like, pff, because I'm doing doing so many iterations of this.
1: Uh, <laughs> or did you enjoy every single one of them? Oh no no no. There there were times where I wanted to blow my brains out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it, you know, but and to be fair, 53 versions. Yes, there were 53 versions. But uh, you know, some of those versions were, you know, um a blue ball or a red ball or, or red ball with yes, oh, right. a red ball okay. without the yes, so you know um it, you know it, it right around probably version 30 i was getting a little tired of it um but uh yeah you know it was it was a big title at the time there were a lot of people looking at this and so I mean, I I understand why there were so many versions of the logo from start to finish. Um, You know, you want to get it right. Um, um, You know, it's, it's
0: important, yeah.
1: So did you, I suppose
0: you did the whole three original iterations and then it kind of went from there? Or, I mean, was the final iteration very different from the original three?
1: It probably was not very different from the original iteration, but um, I can tell you for, for Metroid Prime, it, you know, that was a game that, that I was interested in, that I was really passionate about. And so the chance to work on that logo, I probably didn't start off with three. I probably started off with five or six. I probably started off with more like 10 to 15. Wow! But but, you know, you when you're first showing a, a logo concept to a client, you might not, you might do 10 or 15, but you might only start off showing three to five. Oh, I see. And if they don't like those, then you can go back to the others that you have in the bank and then try those. You know, it, it's it's entirely possible that I did something like that because it, it was a big game. It was interesting to me. You know, I played Metroid uh, way back in, you know, 86 on the NES, and so, you know, I, I'm yeah, that was a that was a game to definitely geek out over.
0: Yeah, well, they are highlights. I mean, all yeah. of
1: the all of the designs that you did with it was Prime One, uh, Two and Fusion. I think you did as well. Prime One, Prime Two, Fusion, and uh Hunters. Hunters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think I think they used the same ball for p- Metroid p- Pinball. Maybe I don't know. Uh. Yeah, I'd have to look. It's been a while, but yeah, uh, at least four titles.
0: Yeah, yeah. But they're like the highlights. And um, when I look at the franchise in terms of the designs, mm-hmm. like the best designs were then, like because then they went kind of back to just standard text. But yours was just very out there, and it had the the Screw attack logo on it. And um, well, thank you. What was yeah? What was the most difficult aspect in terms of the actual design of it? Like once once it was. Um, agreed upon and you had to fine tune things was there something specific i mean because there's so Uh, many aspects of making an actual design
1: yeah i i think with with that one um some of the versions of the logo may have incorporated the fine tuning so you know you get to I don't know version 45 for example and then you're close but you know some of the uh, the, the texture might not be enough or it's too much um, or or the um, the the divots in the uh, the screw attack they're they're not pronounced enough or they're too pronounced and so uh, all of that 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 fine-tuning was probably towards the end of the um, you know the, the the iterations if you will if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. It must be an incredible experience for you though when you see like any sort of trailer that has your graphic design oh, or definitely. your logo popping up, like the first thing you see, like particularly with Metroid Prime, you know, with, with the logo and just with the animation in the background with what looks like cells or some viruses or something. Definitely. Um, yeah. Does that does that ever wear off, or is it just awesome every time? You always just no, like it
1: never works yes, off. Yes, I made yeah, that. It's it's always cool. It's always cool. Um, and, and, you know, my, um, uh, when my girlfriend's daughter found out that uh, I did the logo for Animal Crossing, she's a huge Animal Crossing fan. And so um, she geeked out a little bit. So, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's definitely cool when, when stuff like that happens. Yeah.
0: Do you still do as much as you used to? Or have you kind of moved more towards the, the vocal recordings?
1: Um, I, I still do graphic design. Um, uh, I'm, I'm doing, uh, graphic design for a communications company right now. Nice. Um, I work from home. They're based in Boston. Um, it's more in the, uh, the public safety sector. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, while well, I do primarily graphic design, I do some VO work on the side and, mm. uh, I would love to get into more VO work if anybody's listening or hiring, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'll be a graphic designer until I die. Nice. So, do you still have
0: all the stuff that hasn't been released? Do you have it in a vault or does Nintendo have it in a vault?
1: N- Nintendo has it somewhere in a vault.
0: Yeah. Oh, I see. So, if they wanted, if they really wanted to be cheap, they could like use your old designs <laughs> that never that never saw the light of day no, and use them on. for a
1: They could. <laughs> they could, but they're not going to. Come on. Well,
0: maybe your works so good that they're saving
1: it oh, for yeah. a better project.
0: <laughs> that's how to spin it yeah there you go (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so in terms of when you first started doing graphic design what was the hardest part about it was it just drawing the font the, the 3D illustrations like
1: the actual graphic textures like honestly the hardest part was you know I I started okay when i started doing graphic design it was strictly layout uh design which which is yeah it's the easiest part mm. the 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 more challenging parts of graphic design is um, you know photoshop illustrator you know i had to teach myself that stuff so oh yeah um i think um i i think that was probably the hardest part of, of graphic design you know because you could sit down and sketch um but to take that into and, to, and Get something out on a piece of paper, but to scan it in yeah. and to mess around with Photoshop or Illustrator or whatever and, and fine tune it, that takes some skill. And and that's what I had to teach myself. And I'm still you know, teaching myself stuff.
0: So was that just through trial and error? Because obviously young kids don't know that this is pri- prior to like the internet and YouTube and stuff where you can just go on YouTube and watch a video now, right? Oh.
1: Yeah, and, and if I can I can sidetrack for a bit. Um when I was a gameplay counselor, we had the big green book full of maps. It was pre-Youtube, pre-internet, you know. So for uh somebody to to sit down and play an old Game Boy game or an old NES game and just use YouTube for the walkthrough, we didn't have that back then. So we're we're flipping through maps and, and uh you know trying to find uh where the, the, the silver key is, and um, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> it
0: was in regards to trial and error. Yeah. Learning stuff, like teaching oh, yourself yes. when, when you didn't have the, the means to do it or the ease of doing it, I should say. Yeah, like yeah. You do nowadays with YouTube, where you can just go on uh, YouTube, type it in, and bang, there's a whole tutorial on how to do it
1: yeah um uh the the old the uh the old adobe instruction manuals the uh the help tool that was that was my friend um and and once i learned how to use layer palettes in illustrator my it's like my world just opened up because uh, yeah it's um it um and and luckily i had uh there were five of us um in the design department so i had you know four or five other graphic designers that i could i could you know, bounce stuff off of. If I had a question about something, I could go ask them and they would help me out. And so, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, definitely a learning curve, but uh, yeah.
0: Was Was there a bit of friendly rivalry between you and your peers in terms of graphic designers? Because you know how creative Um, people, you can be inspired, but there's also, there can be sometimes a competitive aspect to it as well.
1: I, I have a great deal of respect for my fellow graphic designers. That being said, when a logo was being pitched and we're all competing for it. Yes, we want our logo to be picked. So, yes, there there was some rivalry going, yes. But uh, also a healthy amount of respect for each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So one of the the manuals that you edited, and I remember it quite vividly, was the Ocarina of Time one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was so well done. I mean, how long did it take you to, to do that manual? Do you remember? Well,
1: that was see ocarina of time i'm credited in the game as the manual editor yes you are but 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 i did just about everything in that game except write the screen text so i yeah that was one of the that was towards the end of my um uh, my associate producer days it was one of the last projects I worked on before wow. I transferred over to design. Yeah. 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 So it, it was a little frustrating to get to the end of the game and see my name in the credits as manual editor <laughs> when um, <laughs> that was a game I, I spent so much time debugging and, um, you know, working with advertising and marketing and uh, legal and, uh, you know, all vast departments, uh, at Nintendo. Um, the, the manual editing process, um, usually the text would come in from Japan, get translated to a rough English, and then it would be, uh, the manual editor's job to clean it up, to make it presentable. And, um, I would do that. I would, you know, clean up the, the Jenglish, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, and then, um, I would review it and then probably three, four or five other people would review it, um, you know, for grammatical stuff, uh, yeah, corrections, punctuation, stuff like that. And then yeah. we'd send it back to Japan. They would review it, um, and then go from there.
0: Wow. And so were you, in, you were obviously in charge then of like where certain, um, pictures would be and mm-hmm. yeah. how it was, how it was laid out. Um, so would you brainstorm that and kind of come up with a rough idea or did you kind of just just trial and error with it?
1: That uh, there was there's some trial and error because um while that was the last game I worked on or one of the last games I worked on in uh, as a producer associate producer it was one of the first manual layouts I did in the design department. So I mean, as a full-fledged, you know, in, in the in the in the full-time design department, that was one of the first manuals I edited, so or laid out. So, um, I was learning Illustrator. Um, I was uh, learning Photoshop and placement and all that stuff, kind of on the fly. So that it turned out the way it did is 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 uh, kind of a miracle. Wow! Really? Yeah. So you're yeah.
0: so you were kind of winging it. In a way,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was some overlap in, in that time. It was right around. Uh, let's see, yeah, it was right around November of '98, if I remember correctly. And, um, you know, I was I was finishing up the uh, the AP side of of ocarina and starting the uh, manual design uh, part of it. So it was, yeah. It, I was I was learning on the fly with that one. So were you doing the manual before you were doing like the debugging stuff? Um, I was I was doing the manual as I was doing the debugging stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and with that title, since it was so big, we had, you know, probably 50 um, game testers that were debugging that game. And so... You know i would i would liaise with um the the product testing supervisor at the time um and uh you know he would give a report to me of all the bugs they found for the day and i would send that off to japan and while that's going on i've got you know i've got the manual over here that i'm trying to lay out in illustrator which i'm still learning for the first time um (laughs) and and then i've got you know other projects that i'm working on so um zelda was uh uh, while I love Ocarina of Time, it's a great game. It was almost a death of me, um, uh, because I just—I so much of my time was spent working on that game. Um, you know, two weeks without a day off, working from eight in the morning till ten at night. You know, it's it—it's crazy.
0: Really, is that the type of hours you were doing? Oh my gosh! Yeah,
1: especially when you get to—especially when you get to the end of a game. Um, you know, it's getting close to uh, uh, lot check approval, uh, so it can be released to the market. Um, uh, yeah, you're 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 putting in some serious time trying to get it done. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. And is that was that just a one one off case with Ocarina that was just insanely bad, or was every game kind of like that?
1: It, it, it's uh, well, Ocarina was the the biggest uh, yeah, was Nintendo release at the, at the time. It was massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's not like that with every game. No, mm. not at all. No. I mean, it, it was definitely not like that with Shadowgate Game Boy. Or, uh, so you
0: know, if you World went Mate. back and played it now, could you enjoy it? Or would it just bring back a lot of painful memories? No, I've,
1: I've, I've played it uh, since then. I Okay, the, well, that's good. Enjoyed that's the good. heck out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, what were some of the bugs that were
1: found? Oh, boy. Um, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Um, like walking through
0: walls or losing yourself in in um the world or something like you go out of the world
1: probably maybe Uh, yeah i don't think um glitches yeah glitches um maybe some uh some some text issues where text is running up the side of the screen or it's Uh. broken up it's not showing up properly um you know hit detection issues um you know, maybe some, some audio pops or, um, you know, things like that. Um, I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't cite specific examples.
0: Did you know how special the game was while you were working oh, on it? Yeah. Did you realize oh, the yeah. gravity of it? Did you mm-hmm. know that it was, like, going to come out and be something truly yes. revolutionary?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was, it was the first Zelda title that had been released the first big Zelda title that had been released since what uh link to the past. And yeah, that was that's right. 91, 91, 92. Yeah. So yeah, it was a big deal.
0: Yeah. And so what, so with Ocarina of Time 3d, what was your involvement
1: in that? Was it just zero? Zero. Cause I you're credited am... on it. Yeah. Th- there's <laughs> some, some games I'm credited in, but I had, I had nothing to do with, like I, <laughs> I was, I was gone from Nintendo by then. So,
0: yeah, that's why I thought it was weird. I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure he's left Nintendo. So why is he credited? Maybe it's because you worked on the original I, I, manual, and so the, it translates yeah. over. I guess it's
1: possible. I mean, I was credited with um, uh, Game Boy Camera. I had nothing to do with Game Boy Camera. My name appears in the credits. I think of uh, with uh, Star Fox 3D, and I was not involved with Star Fox 3D. So, who knows? Yeah, you know, i'll take it I'll, oh yeah, you know, I'll yeah take it but yeah for the cv anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like exactly. yes i did that <laughs> yeah uh-huh. yep
0: that's my name yeah mm-hmm. so was there any designs that you worked on for anything and then the game got canceled and you're like oh damn it this is such a great design no one's gonna see
1: it oh uh, let's see uh pennant chase baseball for the nintendo gamecube oh yep yeah um that was a fun project to work on, but uh yeah, nothing that never saw the light of day. Um that's the only one I can think of that I worked on that didn't come out. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, that that's pretty good stats then. Mm-hmm. If that's the, the only one that you didn't I mean, imagine if it had been Metroid Prime after doing fifty-three oh. iterations.
1: 53 <laughs> And, and they just said, "No, nah, Metroid Prime's not going to come out."
0: <laughs> no, nah, nah. nah, you
1: kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: because uh, that was the most expensive ever, wasn't it?
1: At the at the Lo- time, logo? at the time, that would have been considered the most expensive logo ever made. Yeah, just just with the sheer man hours that were put into it, you know.
0: Yeah, well, uh, was there anyone actually assisting you? Like, because it became such a lengthy process, were you getting like an assistant graphic designer or anything? it's nope. just all you
1: it's all me 100 percent, jim
0: 100 percent, jim and you must have been doing other stuff while working on that as well
1: I s- yes i imagine yeah 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 it would have been like um uh, i'm trying to think of what else would have been coming out about that time um i did the packaging for um geist um eternal oh, darkness yes. yep. eternal yep. darkness sanity's requiem um you know there might have been some uh nintendo ds games some some game boy color games Uh, i did a lot of pokemon titles um so yeah i mean i i'd have to go back and look at the calendar to find out what games were coming out at that time but yeah metroid prime would not have been the only project um that i would have worked on it would have been other projects you know simultaneous with that yeah it's just you know time management you know and what's the key to that
0: because time management is a big thing and i imagine if you're working on multiple things at the same time it would get to a point where the line would probably blur mm-hmm. and you'd probably forget what you're working on
1: um it, it's always what what to do first you know we, we always had a schedule um you know metric prime's coming out this time so you know things have to be wrapped up by a certain date you know uh, other other games can can fall behind you know if they want but uh uh, usually it's it's you know you you adhere to the production schedule and you just make it work if you have to stay late and and get it done you get it done Mm. Mm
0: -hmm. so what what would be your advice to graphic designers these days if they wanted to get into graphic design what would you tell them like if i wanted to get into graphic design which i am considering Mm I mean, I could watch a whole bunch of tutorials on YouTube that would definitely yeah, help. Yeah, they will. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, what else would you recommend?
1: Check your ego at the door. Right. Because because the work you're doing is not about you; it's about the client. So, okay. you know, yeah. You know, I I may have had, you know, one or two uh, iterations of Metroid Prime that I really loved and I was pushing for, but in the end, it's it's not my decision so um that can be the 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 hardest thing you know uh, you have something you really believe in and you want to push and the client may feel otherwise and and in the end it's it's the client's decision so Mm. yeah yeah it's
0: very valid Mm -hmm. and i suppose creative people can be quite sensitive and have an ego (laughs) so yeah uh, yes we can it's, it's a very very uh valid point so was that something that you had to learn over time, or would you say that you don't really have much of an ego and not too sensitive? Or the first time this started happening, where a, a design got rejected, you're a little sad. Maybe went off and cried in the corner.
1: Oh, I cry all the time. <laughs> um, no, it's 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 probably a, a combination of of all that. I mean, I don't think I have a big ego to begin with, um, but you know it's uh at the same time it's yeah yeah as as passionately as i might feel about something it's if it gets rejected it's not personal So i can't take it personally no
0: yeah fair enough
1: but is there a part of you that
0: kind of gets a bit offended and then you check yourself oh yeah oh yeah oh hold on i'm I'm getting too attached to this
1: yeah 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 oh yeah i'll get uh I'll get butthurt about something and, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I, you know, you just walk away, uh, take five fifteen whatever, um, you know, I'll go, uh, play some Red Dead and, uh, you know, come back and, and, and go at it. So, yeah. That's good. That's good. It's good that
0: you can do that because some people I don't think could. And it's a, Well, if they did, they'd be very bitter and twisted about it. Mm -hmm. They might appear good on the outside, but inside they're like, "Oh, screw this person for rejecting my
1: design." (laughs) I've met a few of those. Yeah, they're they're not fun. They're not fun people to be around. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I bet you've I I bet you've worked with quite a lot of different people. So, um, if someone was going to come to you and they wanted you to design something. So let's say, for example, I wanted to get my logo redesigned. <clears throat> what would be the first things that you'd ask
1: of the the customer or the client? Oh boy, um, if if I'm gonna redo your logo, uh, I I want to talk to you about uh, you know what what do you what, what do you have in mind? What what do you like? What are your what color schemes do you like are there any fonts you are attracted to are there any visuals that you're drawn to um, it's not it's, it's not really one or two questions it's you know it's sitting down and having a conversation about you and what's your what's your um what's your philosophy is what's your business plan is what's your what, what you know what are you thinking of when you when you want to um when you want to redo your logo, you know, mm. it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's not that cut and dry. It's, yeah. Uh...
0: But do you know, do you speak to some people and they don't actually know what they want? Well, they think they know what they want and then they tell you what they want and then you give it to them and they're like, no, 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 that's not what I want.
1: <laughs> um, yes. And, and <laughs> that, that's again, where I have to check my ego at the door, um, you know, because, uh, I I might think I know what they want, and I might go down that path. And when they say, "No, you're way off the mark," then I just have to attack it in a different way. Um, I have, I have to try a totally new direction. Um, somebody I used to work with um, at Nintendo. I won't mention any names, but uh, it, you know, I the, the the feedback I would get from this person. Was always, I know what I like, and I don't like this. So, <laughs> so uh, but that's not very
0: useful, is it? Because they're not actually telling you the reason as to why they don't like it. They're just telling you that they don't like it. It would be like if someone told me that my podcast sucks, but they don't tell me the reason.
1: It's why pretty. Why does it suck? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like useless information. I'm like, well, that doesn't help me. It actually doesn't help you either. Yeah.
1: No, it, it it doesn't. But but. In, in a small sense, it it does. Um, if I have three or four designs that uh, I, I present to a client and they don't like any of them, well, then I just i i i have to go a different direction. Mm. I have to I have to try to narrow down what the, what it is they're looking for. And and nine times out of ten, I can I can get that. But you know, and still, it's a process.
0: Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Is it just uh, like. Can there be like a subtle thing that they want you to change? Like, oh, just change this
1: color. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I like everything about this, but I don't like that font. Can you change the font for me? Okay. Are you looking for something scripty or are you looking for a serif font? Something, I don't know. Just just make it pop. I always mm. love it when they say make it pop. It what does me that mean? My brain. It makes me want to blow my brains up make it pop <laughs> make it pop i have no idea nobody knows what that means make it pop no, no.
0: so with the um with the different fonts like say with metroid primes font was it always that font no 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 because that's uh is it serpentine font i don't know i can't remember
1: um i think the prime part is impact the metroid part <laughs> God, it's so sad. I know these things. Um, well, this is how it, much of a fan you were. you See, it, it was. Um, uh, I cannot remember the exact font, but it was. I I I. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, I I think I I tried to recreate something, um, drawing that I saw. Somewhere else, but I can't remember where. But I I do know that the prime font is impact. I M P A C T impact. Right. Yeah. Was
0: it was the an actual Metroid ever considered as part of the logo? I don't think so. No. It no, was always the so. always the um the S with the with the screw attack logo, basically. The screw attack with the S, yeah. 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 That was always yeah. gonna be the and and that was the same thing with Metroid Prime Two and Fusion. Would they give it to you in the? Di- what would be the direction? Just be like, "Hey, just do something similar to before." With
1: um, Fusion, Fusion was easy because they already had a Metroid font they wanted to use. Ah. So they just needed the ball and the S right for fusion um prime 2 was pretty easy because they wanted to use the same ball but a different color and because it was the whole light world dark world aspect um the they didn't use the s um it was echoes that's right echoes um yeah yeah, and so the echoes was a uh, like a dark, black font with a blue outline, kind of representative of the the ether, I believe. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I suppose hunters would have been similar as well. Yeah, I'm trying to remember Hun- yeah. hunters. Hunters is
1: it's uh, red, isn't I it? I think it's black with the red yeah. outline. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Ah. so with um Paper Mario, would that have been an easy design? Because I would think you just you kind of st- Keep it rigid to the mario and then you kind of give it like a, a paper aesthetic with the design mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's was, it was pretty easy um the mario obviously had to stay mario um yeah. and I, I i didn't want i didn't want the paper part to be too different because uh, because sometimes especially with with the mario font using words like in an area, you know, something, something of a different font. It just, it doesn't match well. Right. So, so, um, paper, uh, I recreated paper in the same font and I thought it's paper Mario, let's make it look like a crumpled up piece of paper. So, um, I think what I ended up doing was I took a piece of paper, I crumpled it up and I scanned it in,
0: oh, uh, wow. to
1: Photoshop, and then, I uh, used that for the final design.
0: Smart, smart, yeah. yeah. So you must be pretty good at Photoshop and uh, Illustrator and all that stuff, the Adobe programs now, I would say.
1: I've been using it for 20 years. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good at them. <laughs> There's always things I can learn. Um, I'm, you know, I never stop learning. Yeah, um, totally. Those programs, yeah. Well, that,
0: that's what I was gonna ask. I was like, do you yeah. still go on YouTube and find oh, yeah. new stuff out? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 It's amazing stuff, huh? yeah. it's an amazing yeah, piece of
1: software. Definitely. Yeah. yeah there's a few uh youtube channels i check out for photoshop what's yeah. the channel um the um the one I, I frequent the most is one called phlearn p-h-l-e-a-r-n phlearn
0: okay i'll have to check it out
1: okay yeah the the guy who hosts that uh it's pretty cool it's good to yeah know. yeah he knows uh,
0: his stuff <laughs> so how did you end up doing some of the voice acting stuff like you were the announcer for uh if 0x. Mhm. Yeah? Was yeah. that just a random thing they're like, "Hey, we need an announcer." Jim get in the booth.
1: <laughs> um I was I was the AP on F0x. Yep. And so they uh Japan came to me and they said, "We need some voices um for this for this announcer." Um I I had I had overseen the process for um, the Star Fox 64 voiceover work. Mm. And so F-Zero X came out after Star Fox 64. Yeah. It was kind of right on the heels. So uh, I took uh, my... Since since we used um, the studio in Seattle for Star Fox 64, I thought, well, let's use the same studio again for F-Zero X. Um, So it was... um, I went down there and then two other guys... Uh, went down there, and uh, we all recorded our lines one at a time in the booth. Uh, sent all three samples off to Japan, and Japan picked my voice. So I, I kind of wanted the gig, so I made sure I, uh, <laughs> I made sure I nailed it.
0: So what did you do to prepare? What did I do to prepare? Um, Were you like practicing all the time? making sure you drink plenty of what is it lemon and honey make sure your your i practice
1: i practice a a little bit but i i also played a lot of um a lot of ridge racer and i i i kind of patterned my voice after the got the the announcer from ridge racer because uh yeah i I thought no he's got that that great inflection um uh you know and and i know that when you record stuff um you've you've always got to punch your 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 volume your emotion up a little more because uh otherwise it, it sounds flat um, and i had i had learned that by doing i did the voiceover work for galactic pinball for virtual boy and wow. i remember thinking when i when i when i did it i i thought i sounded cool but when i go back and play the game i sound really flat so if i'm gonna keep doing this i've gotta get better at it so um i made sure that yeah, when yeah when i recorded the the voiceover work for f-zero i was i was on my game
0: so what and, other voiceover work did you do at nintendo i don't trust any of the credits that i've read now um, because of actually, what you said about
1: the the ocarina of time the uh un- unfortunately the only voiceover work i did at nintendo was galactic pinball and F-Zero. f-zero x yep
0: and that, that yeah. gave you the bug, and you're like, yes, I want to be a voice actor now.
1: Yes, that yeah. definitely gave me the bug. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's been fun. It, it's a it's a lot of fun. So I, I wish I go ahead. No, so, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I, I wish I could. I could say I had uh, a whole bunch of, of you know um, voice acting credits to my resume, but you know it's it's a uh, it's a tough business to, to break into. Oh so, yeah, it is. It yeah. Is.
0: Um, do you try and do different accents or imitate other people to try and train yourself to get better at voice acting? Um,
1: yeah, no, not really. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yes. I've tried different accents. I think everybody's tried different accents at one point of their life. Um, (laughs) I, I, I remember I was watching a lot of, uh, 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 british uh crime dramas on uh, netflix and so I was trying to 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 recreate the uh the the the, the tone the inflection it can never do it right um the British accents are hard to do i find and there's a lot of them
0: like a lot yeah of them. there yeah.
1: there are yes yes um and uh it, yeah so um you know i i took uh took some voiceover classes um last no yeah last year uh through such a voice um they're based in i believe they're based in california oh, yeah. um but uh yeah and then uh, i did some i've done some auditions through uh through various websites um i've connected with some really good people in the f-zero uh fan community and uh I've been able to to lend my voice to a few voiceover projects for these guys so that's cool a couple guys on.
0: Yeah. So was that through chance or did they reach out to you? Absolute
1: ch- absolute chance. Um I got uh I got a a message from uh from a guy named Martin um uh, based in I believe he's in Canada. Um uh, asked me if I wanted to 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 help out with some some F0 fan uh voice work and uh yeah, I've done uh probably 3 or 4 Mm. Uh, yeah it, it's fun it's a lot of fun
0: how long did it take you to get used to hearing your own voice though or were you like were you voice. like oh i sound awesome
1: yeah <laughs> like that's what i sound like really yeah um yeah no it. it, it you you I, I would i mean maybe it's you know ego stroking but i love hearing my own voice
0: that's actually good no, in, in oh, it, that's good yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: and so yeah. I suppose like when you start again to voice acting you try to do things like uh make sure your enunciation is clear and and all of that and to not be croaky um what are some of the other things that you do
1: Uh drink a lot of warm water um, nice. if I'm it, it, it's weird if I'm doing voice over work that has a lot of s's and p's and the you know pops and and um Yep. I'll put my finger in front of my mouth like this like I'm shh and it 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 seems to dispel a lot of that stuff so um, oh really yeah it's good to know
0: um, did you uh, where did you learn that who ta- who who um who taught you that
1: well it was through the um one of the voiceover coaches through such a voice um his name is ben i can't remember his last name but uh yeah he taught me you know when you're when you're and he and he's got a a really low southern voice and so he's like when you're when you're talking and you got a lot of pops you know (laughs) put your either either you know you turn your face to the side or you put your finger in front of your mouth and it'll get rid of those those clicks and pops and buzzes and it, it works um, my my weak spot and, and what I would love to be able to master is editing you know because I can record stuff all day but you know you know that whole the, the mixing and, and making sure the voice sounds good yeah that's that's what I struggle with that's an art in and of itself I feel mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's it's very yeah. difficult. And you can't necessarily apply the same technique to every single recording. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. 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 So how much how much time do you spend then editing? Because I've heard your demos and oh. they're very good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Part you. of my research, obviously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're good. Um, how, boy, I could spend, boy, I could spend, okay. I could spend 10 minutes recording a voiceover. I could spend thirty minutes editing it. Wow. I mean, I. But but.
0: Thirty minutes is still relatively. It's not too bad. Not too you bad. Know,
1: I. I'm still learning the process, and so. Um, if you have tips, uh, you know, I'm I'm always you know interested in learning you know the, the tricks of the trade for for editing, um. Yeah, well, that that is what I studied.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I can probably give you some tips off air. Uh, sure. but even I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. And there's some stuff that I go back to, and I'm like, uh, "No, nah, I should have done this." And sometimes it's um, time constraints. If I need to, if I don't have enough time, because I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so I could spend literally weeks just editing one little thing if I really wanted to become like a true perfectionist about it. But you reach a point where you just kind of have to release it.
1: Yeah um yeah. I, I think I'm the same way. I, I, I would edit and re edit and and uh I I can be a perfectionist when it comes to that. So I, I totally I get where you're coming from.
0: Yeah. Well you only get one shot at it, right? And yeah, then once exactly. it's out on the internet, it's there forever.
1: So Exactly. Um Miyamoto said it. Um a a late game is only late until it's released. A bad game is bad forever. Yeah so
0: mm. speaking of Miyamoto did you ever meet him
1: yeah a few times oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah how was it nice guy was it yeah. intimidating yeah. it's always intimidating when you meet uh, somebody like that yeah but yeah he's a he's a good guy I, I spent um I spent two weeks in Japan when I worked on Star Fox and so he would pop in from time to time um I might have met him a couple of times when he came over to Nintendo of America, but uh, yeah, he's a nice guy, good guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that,
0: that's something to tick off the bucket list. <laughs> bucket <laughs> list, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's what's on the horizon for you? Oh
1: boy, um, let's see what's on the horizon. Um, I have a new granddaughter. I haven't met yet. I need to get over there and visit her. Um, she's two months old. Ah. Uh, you know. Other than that, um, you know, just uh, just working, enjoying life. Um, yeah, you know, doing what I can. Mm. Re- really, I mean, nothing exciting on the horizon. <laughs> that's oh come
0: on! I'm sure Thinking there's something. That. Yeah. Um. Speaking of, of exciting, this is not a video game question, but uh I know you met Owen Hart. Yes.
1: Uh, like Yes, I did and you met him
0: three weeks before he passed away.
1: Um, WWE or WWF at the time. Yeah. They did a house sh- they did a house show in Seattle at the end of April. And he passed away what, the twenty fourth of May? So yeah. it's like three three weeks later he was gone, yeah. Yeah, so there's a I have a picture of me with Owen Hart and China. China, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That
0: um, must be a bit eerie as well.
1: Was it, it just eerie. like a, a, a quick meet and greet? It was a, yeah, quick meet and greet, but he was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's he's got his fingers behind my ears when we're having a picture taken. So I mean he's just he was a total crack up. Super nice guy.
0: Yeah, um, I've heard nothing but good things about the guy. Um yeah. but that's and awesome I was that this close him.
1: This close to having my picture with The Rock.
0: Really? What happened? This close, yeah.
1: We were, we were backstage, and he came up. There was like four or five of us um, in a group. He came up, and he had his hands on our shoulders, posed to take the picture, and somebody called him and said, Rock, they need you at the ring. And so he took off. He's like, sorry, guys, I got to go. Oh. So I was like, Oh! Well, who knows? You know what could
0: happen. It could come full circle, and maybe, you know, you end up voice acting on a Moana two or something. I don't know. And he's
1: (laughs) Mr. Johnson. I'm available.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You never know.
1: Yeah, that would be that would be fun. Yeah, I'm available, Mr. Johnson. So there you go. I'll get the word out. Yeah, thanks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if anyone wants to contact you Mm -hmm. for design work or voice audio work, or just wants to say hi or whatever. What's the best place for them to do that?
1: Um, I'm on Twitter at, uh, Jim Bob Cratchit, Cratchit Um, my portfolio website, uh, which is in need of some revamping is, uh, Jim Warnell dot or Jim Warnell dot com. Um, yeah. Those are the two best ways to get in touch with me. Mm. I mean, I have Facebook and Instagram, but not much. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I assume ways, yeah.
0: that the graphic of you, the animated graphic, you mm-hmm. drew, right?
1: The one on my um, my avatar? Yeah, your avatar, yeah. No, that's from an app.
0: Ah. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh,
1: oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. If you're talking about the one that's on my info on my website it's like a black and white sketch with my thumbs up uh yes yes john T. Garden do that okay and t-e-e-g-a-r-d-e-n john T. Garden. um he drew that for me oh.
0: wow so he took yeah. like a picture and then he drew it
1: yeah it was it, it was an old profile picture and he sketched it out yeah
0: that's cool yeah, yeah. and they, the other one's just an avatar
1: mm-hmm
0: Next. Yeah,
1: just an avatar. Uh,
0: Sorry. I thought I thought you drew it for some reason. Oh well, that's all right.
1: Well, I've um, drawn stuff, but yeah, no, I didn't draw that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, hey, um, I'll uh, wrap up there. But uh, thank you so much for taking time out and doing this. I very much yeah. appreciate it. It's my uh, pleasure. It's been it's been great. I've learned a lot, and um, I wish you all the best because I hope to see you maybe voice acting on some film. Thank you, Animated film, maybe. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Hey, if Nintendo films, right? Maybe this Mario film kick something, you know? Hey, somebody's listening. Yeah, I'm available. You must have connections. Yeah. (laughs) Do you still have friends at Nintendo? Be like, hey, tell them to put me to voice Yeah, yeah. There's a few
1: people I still keep in contact with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, well. It's all about connections. That's how you get some of these gigs.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Jim, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. That is the show, everyone. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any graphic design work, go to Jim. I'm your guy. Any voice acting work,
1: go to Jim. I'm your guy. Thanks, Reese. Yep. Been a pleasure.
0: Likewise. See you, everyone.